Hey, hey, local legends. Welcome to the Why We Run podcast, hosted by me, John Barnes. This week's tale from the pack comes from Tom. He found running in lockdown and has since used it to enhance both his life and others. This is his reason. Yeah, why I run. Mental health. Let's just chuck that right out there from the beginning. So almost three years to the day now, I look at my calendar and it says three years since isolation on the 24th of March. So yeah, almost three years to the day. I live at home alone, a little one bedroom flat, worked from home. So we suddenly had to set all our screens up and there we are. And that was my day, every day. Didn't know what to do with myself. I lost my social life. I was a very heavy drinker and I would go to the pub almost every night just to exist in a different space and to ignore my own self-doubt, self-esteem issues, whatever they might well be. I ignored all that and I would immerse myself into a, a different environment, be it, you know, listening to other friends' problems, listening to random people's problems in the pub or anything like that. Immerse myself in anything that wasn't me. So suddenly there we are. Every evening it's just me. And then you start hearing your own voices in your head of how you are and how you feel. And then you, you drink more and you come for eat and you come for drink. Um, and you find yourself just losing losing touch with reality a little bit. You know, the, the, the hamster wheel turns. And then one day I was just having a conversation with my boss at the time who kind of said to me, how are you? And it was delivered in such an eerily sympathetic tone that that was it i just burst out in tears and i was like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i am i missed everything around me everyone around me and we talked about everything and anything for a good couple of hours and i feel like i took a weight off my shoulder and it started looking at me so i thought the first thing i've got to do is build some sort of routine that's more productive than the drinking and go to bed early try and get up early and go for a walk march is a lovely time of year really you know you've got those spring mornings so yeah, I thought, right, I'll, I'll find an old pair of trainers and chuck some tracksuit bottoms and a t-shirt on and, and go down to the park. So I went down to the park and I found a nice little space to go and run in. And that lasted all of about 15 to 20 seconds of me running up this bit, just going, what am I doing? And that's the first time I felt how physically unwell I was. I never really worried about my weight before and I was just used to buy bigger clothes. I didn't really think anything of it. But uh, I suddenly realised and I thought, God, I'm, I'm really not in good shape right now. You know, I'm a single guy and I'm thinking I've let myself go and all that kind of stuff. I remember thinking to myself on that day, I thought, oh, I'll put something on Instagram. I don't really post many things. I thought I'll put something on Instagram. So I took a selfie in the park and I said, I tried to go for a run today. Safe to say I won't be doing that again. And that was that morning. I got home, felt thoroughly miserable. But the takeaway was that I got out. And I thought, well, I'll try and go out again tomorrow. And I'll just go for a walk tomorrow and let's see how I go. So I did the same thing and that carried on. And I took another picture and said, right, you know, try it again kind of thing. And slowly but surely, I started to do 100 metres, 200 metres. And then I thought, oh, I remember years ago, someone said couch to 5K. So I thought, I'll download the couch to 5K. I tried the first step of that and I almost threw up at the end of it after that, just literally day one. But I knew that was getting me out of the house every morning and it was keeping me from drinking because I didn't want to be hungover in the morning. So I really wanted to get up and go and do this thing, even if it was 15 minutes of a morning. And then 413 runs later, I'm still putting my little daily picture, daily photo, be it of a landscape or be it of a stupid picture of me looking very sweaty. But it's still, that's what I'm doing pretty much every day. Get up, prove to myself I can go and do it, come back, feel like I've achieved something, and then chuck some little challenges in there now and then. 
And that's given me focus to not drink. I think I've been drunk once or twice in two years now. Um, and I haven't had a drink for a few months now, I think. The last drink I had was on Christmas Day. So yeah, you know, that's well and truly kicked to touch. Lost four stone in the journey. Again, I would never preach it as a fat loss journey. That was a byproduct. You know, the journey has been a mental health journey. Build some resilience, build some self-awareness, challenge myself to something that is just for me. You know, not to prove something to someone at work or a friend or on the five-a-side pitch or just for me, no one else. I think that has been the biggest part of this for me is that selfish side of that kind of, I'm doing something just for me. I'm not listening to everyone else's problems and you're my own. I still have a great friendship group, amazing, amazing friends. And everyone's been so supportive. Even those I used to drink with, they're just saying, oh, it's amazing. You, you, know, you look great. You, you've lost this weight. And on a Sunday, and instead of being up until 3 a.m. On, on a Saturday night, you're in bed by 10 because on Sunday you want to go and run a half marathon or you want to go up on the hills. Or And everyone's been amazing. But the demons are all there. The demons are still there. Every now and then, if you have a bad run, you come back and you think, why do I do this? Why do I bother? You know, those things still sit on your shoulder and whisper in your ear. But then you set yourself up with a new challenge, different challenge. You run a different route. I don't want to do that route for a couple of days. Right, let's go and try something else. Or just challenge yourself in a different way. But it's definitely given me more energy, more self-belief, more confidence, and a real sense of purpose as far as something just for me, rather than doing things for other people. That's really why I run. Thanks so much, Tom. There's so many comparables in our stories. I listen to you and I can feel pretty much every word that you're saying. I mean, my story started off mental health. I focused so much you know, on improving that, but people didn't pay any attention until I posted a photo of before and afterwards and I'd lost something like 80 pounds. And people were like, wow, you know, that's such a difference. And I said, well, it was never meant as a physical journey. I mean, that's, that is a byproduct of the journey that I've gone through. Listen to the mental journey and it's... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you could put an equation, if you could say, well, with mental health, I weighed 18 stone. I now feel like I weigh nine, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I, I have really high social anxiety and I've been through cognitive therapy and that seems to sometimes open more boxes than it closes. So this is another great way that I can kind of prove to myself I can go out when it's busy. And I think the most nerve wracking thing I did was my first event where I built up the courage to go and do an event after probably a couple of years of running and you know you read these stories of oh I, you know i've been running for six months now i'm going to go and do a marathon and i think that's amazing because after six months i was still scared to go out when it was busy i just didn't like it i didn't like being around those people and yeah i did a 10k locally and i had a little time in mind but that the thing was there i got there uh, i went on my own and i got there and started feeling the panic attack coming on i had palpitations my palms are sweating and all the people everywhere all these you know, in the fancy gear and full of beans and all the running clubs with all their team vests on and all this kind of stuff. And I almost turned around and left. And as I turned around, I saw an old friend with her husband and her kid and she was running. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I ran over and I was like, right, are you running? Yeah. So, and shout out to Alice because that's the reason I ran that day because I couldn't do it on my own. I really felt like that was just too much. My anxiety was through the roof. And I often joke to my friends sometimes when I do a fast time, I kind of say, yeah, powered by anxiety. And yeah, PB that day and me and Alice run kind of the first 5K together. And I was like, I want to go quicker. I want to push myself. And that was a, an absolute buzz. But that hasn't changed. I only did my second event a few weeks ago. 
Exeter, 10K. Same thing happened. I went with a friend, couldn't turn up. And this time I'm running for a team. I've joined a running team and it's a bit mad, you know. But again, it's to try and challenge myself to commit to something. And again, run another PB and had a good event. But it reminds you that these things, you live with them. You know, I have a very addictive personality. I, I live with that. That's not going to go anywhere. If it's not food, it's alcohol. I mean, I smoked for 15 years and I still have a vape now. I, I haven't managed to kick the habit completely. And, you know, I kind of use running in a way to learn how to live with these things and learn how to process them alongside some self-improvement. You're never cured of anxiety. You're never cured of addiction. You're never cured of these kind of demons, but you learn to live with them and you learn to sometimes embrace them in the right way. It is still there very much every day, but every time I achieve something new, I feel like I get a little bit closer to where I want to be. Yeah, it's a common trait amongst runners. I feel that every runner that I've ever spoke to has an addictive personality. We all come from different backgrounds. And what I've found throughout these recordings is that most runners will start running away from something. You're generally running away from your own mind, your mental health, your physical health, whatever things that have happened in your life. And at some point that transitions into moving towards something, moving towards helping others, you know, all of those reasons. Where do you feel you are in, in that journey? Are you still running away from aspects or do you feel you're now sort of transitioning into running towards a better future and tomorrow for yourself? When you phrase it like that, transitioning towards a better future, I like that. I think, yeah, that would be a good marker for me right now. I think one of the things I found really interesting is with testing yourself on something new is your relationship with failure and learning to have a positive relationship with failure and to treat failure as data acquisition. It's learning opportunities. It's how, okay, right, that didn't work today. How would I do that differently tomorrow? How would I do it differently the next day? And I think like a lot of runners, you become a bit of a data geek. You kind of go, oh, you know, I saved up for months and bought the new Garmin with all the data on it. And that was it. I was at home making spreadsheets because again, I'm, I was lonely and it was, it was engaging. I was like, right, I want to try and work out what I'm doing wrong. I'm not running 5K anymore. I'm not running 10K. I'm now running 15, 20, 25K. How do I build on that? What am I learning? And you finish your run and you check your metrics. And you think, oh, I could have run 15 seconds a mile quicker than that because my average heart rate was only there. And, you know, you start nerding out and you start getting excited about challenging yourself. So I think I'm definitely looking towards. My most recent it was on Sunday. And it's a hill climb event out kind of on the Quantox in Somerset. And it's a half marathon and you start by basically going downhill for about two miles and then you go very much uphill and it's a real uphill. And then there's another real uphill and it goes and goes and goes. And it's an excellent event. It's absolutely stunning. And the weather held out. I'd run some of the route before and as a benchmark of where I am now mentally, I go down that hill and I've never run it in that direction before. I go down the hill and I take the left and there's the steep and I've never ran that whole steep. So on Sunday, I was like, I'm running this whole steep. And I got to the top and that was that. That was, I, I was like, it doesn't matter what happens now. The rest of the race, irrelevant. That is my win. I don't care where I come. I don't care what time I set. Don't care about anything else. I've never managed to run up that hill before. And today I've done it. And I think when I wasn't in that growth challenge mindset and I was in that negative mindset, I would have seen that hill and gone, I'm just going to walk up it because I know I can't run up it. But this time around, I was like, no, I know I can. I had achieved something. I wasn't alone as well i've always been one of these people that doesn't ever feel like they fit in anywhere but suddenly i'm doing a really challenging half marathon and i'm competing and i'm faster than other people i'm stronger than other people i'm mentally stronger than other people and and i'm helping other people 
you know, that was the other thing, you know, I'm running with other people and I'm geeing them up as much as they're geeing me up. And I felt confident in that position to go, come on, guys, you know, we, we can do this. And now I think, you know, two days later, I was still waking up just feeling strong. I, obviously, my legs were killing me, but mentally I felt on top. That doesn't happen to me very often. So, yeah, I really feel like I'm looking towards. That's awesome. Having those goals, like those small goals, that purpose, it makes everything just add up. And those, those almost out-of-body experiences, like you say, when you're going through pain, but you're aware enough to think, oh, others are going through pain with me. I'll use my energy to keep them motivated, to keep them going. I want to run back to when you were in lockdown and you were having a tough time. Yeah. How much of your journey do you put down to or gratitude for your boss just simply asking how you were at that time? Yeah, a lot, actually. And I think during that time, we transitioned literally overnight. So we were checking in all the time. You know, we were obviously on our headsets and cameras all day long. And we were always asking each other how we were. And I think I got to a point where I couldn't hide the vulnerability anymore. I couldn't just go, yeah, I'm okay. You know, a little bit bored, a little bit lonely, but yeah, I'm right. You know, kind of just chuck it away. I was on a precipice. I was so fragile, so vulnerable that day. And I think with my boss, it never felt like it was tick box question. And like I say, with that, with the sincerity of how it was asked, I think, and then I started talking about missing my friends and, you know, that was it. Yeah, her support meant a lot. It's really important there, I think, that you'll never forget that moment when she asked and the feelings that you went through at that time. But you'll remember that going forward that it might lead you to asking someone else that's struggling how they are so you can pass it on and grow with that. Yeah. If we go back to that first run, yeah. however, however far it was, you know, 100 metres, whatever it was. Yeah. Can you remember the release that you got from that and is running the only activity that has ever given you that raw emotion? I think in a way, the release was interesting because I think the release in the end was in a way more about frustration because I, I couldn't go any further, but it gave me a benchmark. Getting outside was the main thing. I think getting out there and appreciating the environment. I'm really lucky where I live. We've got lovely parks. I live on the foot of the Quantocks, really. We're a beautiful part of the country. You know, really, really lucky. And there was areas I'd never really explored before that I started to explore through running and through and going out for those walks. And I think that that was the buzz as much as anything else. I love the countryside. Taking photos of the sunsets and the sunrises when I was going for a run or getting lost a little bit, finding a new route and kind of going, oh, that's amazing. You know, so that first really chilly, cold, but crisp, beautiful spring morning, I just thought I've missed this because I've been in bed hungover or I've not been bothered to get up. And I thought there's a part of the world I'm missing every day and I don't want to miss that. I don't even start for match of the day. I watch it when I get back from a run on a Sunday morning, you know, because I want to be up and I want to be out. What does a weekly plan look like for you? I will probably run four times a week. I'll always do a long run at the weekend. So I try and do a half marathon distance at the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, normally with a friend. And then in the week I run on my own if it was a flat half marathon at the weekend, then I'll be back out the day after. I'll have a rest day and then get out three mornings a week and then a, yeah, then a long run at the weekend. And then because of the distance, I've started to try and do strength exercises in the evening. I've started try and start to do yoga and try and slow myself down a little bit because, like I said, I'm a very anxious, energetic individual. So I need sometimes something to try and kind of bring myself back to earth a little bit because I was having issues with my calves and my hamstrings quite a lot from doing a lot of hilly trail runs and stuff like that. But yeah, four times a week, if I can. January, I was struggling quite a lot at work, so I ran a lot. So I think I did about 130-odd miles in January, but that's not normally the case. <laughs> I was pedalling a little harder than usual. 
but yeah, four times a week. I'll have a rest day. I'll have a definitely one, if not two rest days where I just do nothing. I just enjoy a takeaway and a movie and just be normal. I still comfort eat. I still love my food. I love cooking. I'm just trying to learn new things to cook that I can comfort eat in a healthy way. That's another challenge, you know, addiction to sugar and fats and, you know, those things, because you know, they give you a buzz in their own way. This is where you know you're becoming a runner when you're doing <laughs> yoga and strength exercises, focusing on nutrition. You're, you're yes. a runner, Tom. You can, you can admit <laughs> that to yourself. No, I, I have now. I have now. Yeah, I think I had to accept that after doing some pretty challenging events. I think I had to accept I was a runner. Yeah, branded now. That's it. And you mentioned in your story at the beginning how supportive your network and friends have been around you to this change. Yeah. yeah. So I'm imagining your environment and, and attitude. How has that changed since pre-lockdown to now? I'm guessing you're not in the pub as much, but you still have the same friends. So you're just trying to do different activities. Yeah, pretty much. Coffee is my new addiction for that. You know, if people are free, I'll nip out for a coffee or go out for dinner. I try and have people around, you know, and if they want to have it, I have a fridge full of beer. It's not for me. I haven't drunk any of them. For Christmas, my boss didn't really appreciate that I didn't drink and bought me a crate of San Miguel, which lives in my fridge. I haven't had one of them. So if someone comes around, there's a beer in the fridge. I'm happy that that's in there. And actually, it's quite good because I open the fridge and just go, don't want it. And that feels great. That feels great. It's massive. That's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah it's massive. I, could open, I open the fridge every morning to get milk for a coffee and I'm like, there's beers there and I haven't had any of them. So they're there for people. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't been to a pub in a long time. I sometimes go to a pub quiz, but with my anxiety, I find that really hard, sober, really, really hard. Because with drinking, that numbed all the anxiety. You know, I had no self-awareness because I would knock back a few beers before you know it and I felt fine. And the minute you're sober and you're so aware of your surroundings and aware of how you're feeling. I've been a couple of times, but I struggled to get out of bed the next day. I was exhausted from the anxiety of the entire evening. My heart just pounding the whole time. And and that is hard. I do feel sad about that. But again, the people I went with are amazing. I message them and I say, I'm just completely honest. I'm so I'm really sorry. I'm having a really hard time with it. I, I'm really struggling to do that. And they're just, they're amazing. They, they just say, you know where we are. So yeah, I've still got the same people around me and, they're, and they are, they're fantastic. And they've been very supportive in seeing me in a very different light seeing me a lot more self-aware, seeing me apologising for how I've sometimes been in the past, taking accountability for how I've been, and ultimately being quite a boring individual now. They're brilliant. They're really great. And they continue to be. It means an awful lot that they appreciate how much I'm trying to invest in myself and be a better person, be a stronger person, be a happy person, be someone who feels fulfilled. And I think if you share those vulnerabilities, your real friends will have your back at all times. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. So for me, listening to your story and talking to you, there seem to be two big motivating factors. There's the self-improvement aspect, you know, the focus in more on yourself. But then there's this desire to help others. How important is that second motivator for you? Huge. Absolutely huge. I'm a manager for a living. So, you know, the reason I do that is I, I want to get the best out of everyone around me. I want to help people see their potential, realize their potential. And I'm pretty sure in saying I've always been there for my friends when I, when I can. And they've been there for me too. And I've been training recently with a couple of people, you know, running London. And 
and just being a part of their journey is amazing. It's a privilege to go running with some. I, I'm no way courageous enough to take on that challenge, but to join them knowing that that's what they're doing at the end, I'm just immensely proud of them and I'm immensely proud of myself that I can be part of that experience in one way or another. It's hard to sit and you know talk about this kind of stuff, but when I think about what it could do for other people, it probably makes me more emotional than talking about my own stuff. You know, the fact that someone could be listening to this and think, well, that's me, you know, if this guy can do it you know why can't I it means a lot that I could help someone else or I can help someone else you know every now and then I've had other friends come with me like last summer for little runs every now and then and they're kind of dragging themselves around and I've really enjoyed kind of cheering them up and seeing them succeed and you know I get an awful lot from that an awful lot but most of my friends are way quicker than me so I can't do it all the time (laughs) now I guarantee you speaking personally that there'll be people that will be listening to your story thinking wow you know so so definitely remember that and on that point, what advice would you give then to someone looking to take that first step? I think the first thing is walk first. Be patient with yourself. When you're in that position, you're not going to have the confidence. You're going to beat yourself up. You're going to be hard on yourself. You're going to probably hate yourself a little bit like I did. Hate myself a lot. But just get out there. Look around you and take that environment in and think, well, if I ran this, I could see so much more of this of a morning, you know. If I walk it, I could only see this much. I don't want to see just this much every day. I want to see more of that. I don't want to see a mile. I want to see five. I want to see 10. You know, I want to go up on a hill and see a view. I want to take a photo of that view. Find ways to reward yourself. Don't ever lose while you're doing it. You know, you're doing it for you. And the minute you're not doing it for you anymore, you need to take a check in. Why am I doing this? So for me, I think Catch 5K was amazing. And as soon as I started learning those interval techniques and things like that, you can start building on it. But be patient. If you try to go too hard, too fast, too soon, you'll just injure yourself and then you'll think, oh, I can't do this. You know, you often hear people, oh, no, my knees are shot, my ankles are shot. They're not. They might be in some cases, and I feel really bad for those guys, but a lot of the cases, they're not. It's just you've gone out there and you've tried to smash yourself and then you've gone, oh, I'm injured. Yeah, of course you are, because <laughs> you haven't done it before. But yeah, walk first. Take a walk, soak it in, look around you. Don't wear music. Don't take headphones. Listen around you. I haven't run the headphones for quite a while now. and. It's been great, actually. Listening to your body, listening to what's going on around you. Just take your time. Life moves too quick every now and then. You need that's your time. Be selfish with your time. My biggest, mis- well, biggest mistake, but you know, one of the things I've always done is try my best to put everyone else first and completely forget myself. And that time in the morning, that's my time. No one's getting in the way of that. My phone's on silent if it's with me. Got no music. It's my time to process how I feel that morning, what I want to achieve that day, what my challenges are going to be. Do I see any situations where I'm going to be particularly anxious? How am I going to deal with that? What are my coping mechanisms for this? What are my coping mechanisms for that? And just shake all that off before the day starts and you'll have a better day. You will have a better day, I guarantee it. Yeah, you're not the first to mention that. Running is a selfish activity, but you should never feel guilty about taking that time to be selfish. If you can't be the best person for you, you can't be the best person for other people either. One final question for you, Tom. So you've alluded this is all part of a journey for you. You've got the 19 miles that you mentioned coming up. Yeah. What do you see as your next steps? What are you targeting this year? Well, funny enough, when we're out in the hills on Sunday and on the way back, you know, when we're all having that run a buzz moment when you're in the car, I started Googling marathons in Europe for next year. And I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of cash. So I'm like, right, I give myself a year to save up and look at trying to do a marathon next year, but do something left field. I was looking one up in Eindhoven, which looked amazing. And I thought, oh, you know what? That's not far. I'll do the Eindhoven marathon. That's amazing. So 
I'm 40 this year, which is bringing its own challenges where I am in my life, in my career, in, in my relationships with friends. And I'm like, I'm a single guy and everything. So that's a bit of a milestone, obviously. And I'm not going to get a marathon before I'm 40, but I would love to do a marathon next year in Europe. But in the immediacy, last year, we did a Quantox run, about 17 and a half miles. And it was a real grueling one. It was hard. It broke me. In my entire life, it was the first time that I absolutely met the limit of my what my body was physically capable of. Bear in mind, I've been you know running pretty well. And I felt pretty confident this was a real wake up. I feel like I want to take that on again. So we've been talking about that. So in the nearer time, it's that. And then there's some amazing places around here. I've, um, I've did a bit of the Southwest Coast Path not that long ago. I ran from Mausel to St. Michael's Mount and back at sunrise on a Sunday morning because a friend's got a place down there. And that was the most beautiful thing, running along the Southwest Coast Path, looking at St. Michael's Mount in front of me with the sunrise coming up. So I want to do the other way. So I want to do Penzance to Land's End. And I've plotted the route for that. So that I would like to do. And I've started slowly buying my trail gear, better jacket, bigger bag, slowly picking things up to get ready. So I'm, I'm really focusing on, on enjoying the, the spring and early summer and getting out trail running again, because trail running is what I love doing. Just as a thought, next year, it's the 80th anniversary of D-Day. So there's some awesome marathons going on. I was looking at one that started off in Normandy and worked your way through a lot of the key sites um, oh, that wow. you ended up on okay. one of the big cemeteries. And it was, it just, yeah, there's some great stuff going on. So I look forward to hearing what you sign up to. Before yeah. I let you go, I've got a few quick fire questions. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to run these by you. Are you ready? Go for it. So first, trail or road? Oh, trail. Yeah, trail. Wind or rain? Rain. Hot or cold? Cold. Up or downhill? Up. Music or nature? Nature. Solo or group? Group. And then the final one for when you finish, cake or sweets? Cake. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much, Tom. It's been lovely speaking to you. Thanks for your time. And local legends, if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like or follow on whatever platform you listen to. We'll be back next week with another inspiring tale from the pack. Happy trails all.